The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. Good morrow, everyone. All right, it's Friday. The weekend is here. Thank goodness. It looks like we may get a little bit of snow today. Not a big deal, just a couple of inches. You know, it's funny. We got our first inch or two of snow this week. And my wife is already done with it. After one session of shoveling and salting and dealing with all the mush that uh, we haven't seen in over 700 days, she said, all right, that's it. I've decided we've had enough snow for the year and uh, I'm ready for spring. So if you're like her, my sympathies, but uh, I like the snow. I'm looking forward to getting out there and shoveling a little bit, maybe even having a cigar, although they say that's not the best thing for you while you're shoveling because you're reducing your oxygen, but uh, and then warming up a little hot chocolate. Maybe I'll take Carmine out in the sled. I'm looking forward to it. Whatever your plans are, please, if you are on the roads uh, today, either right now or until 7 p.m., which is when this winter weather advisory is in effect, please be careful. Drive slowly. Even if you have an SUV, everybody thinks that because they have an SUV, they can drive like crazy. Don't do it, please. All right. We're going to do a little Ask Frank Anything. If you have an interesting question, please make them good, make them interesting, make them creative. Give me a call at 1-800-848-9222. That's 800-848-WABC. Much like Jeopardy, the question must be in the form of, yes, you guessed it, a question. We're going to give out a, something of a little bit of a special prize today, which I think may get your creative juices flowing. But start thinking of one, and uh, if you have one, you can start dialing 800-848-9222. Action Pack Show, uh, my friend Tony Orlando, my colleague, who you can hear every Saturday night right after Cousin Brucey here on WABC, he's going to join me in the 3 o'clock hour. We got some fun alien talk in the 2 o'clock hour. We got denunciations, and of course, the great Gnome Laden. A lot to get to. Well, let's get started with Ask Frank Anything. Beam me up to be continued the other side of midnight local spotlight good morrow everyone this is the other side of midnight on 77 wabc i'm superstar frank morano there is an empire state political civil war brewing within the New York State congressional delegation. The New York Times is reporting that Congressman Dan Goldman, who represents Lower Manhattan, and if that name sounds familiar, yes, that's right. He is one of the congressmen that I reported on a week or two ago, maybe, yeah, about two weeks ago, that made significantly more in the stock market than the stock market average. I mean, with people like him and Nancy Pelosi and Ron Wyden and uh, Mark Green, the Republican Mark Green, people in both parties in Congress, these guys should really, if they can get returns like this anytime, they should forget about public service and go work as hedge fund managers because they'd be billionaires three times over. Although something tells me if they weren't in Congress and didn't have access to the kind of information they're getting, about companies they're legislating about, maybe their stock market returns wouldn't be so great. In any event, the New York Times is reporting that Dan Goldman wants to censure Elise Stefanik, who is also a New York congresswoman from upstate New York, as Trump is apparently eyeing Stefanik for vice president. So this resolution accuses the number four House Republican, Elise Stefanik, of helping to peddle the voter fraud conspiracy theories that fueled the January 6th, 2021 attack 
at the Capitol. Now, for starters, I think Congress has gone censure crazy. I think censure by Congress has become almost meaningless. And I wouldn't vote for Adam Schiff, but I thought it was ridiculous that Adam Schiff was censured. I wouldn't vote for Rashida Tlaib, but I thought the vote to censure her was just absurd. Censure should be something that is almost criminal. Something like what Jamal Bowman did in terms of pulling that fire alarm to stop a vote, that's, in my view, a censurable offense. But with Congressman Dan Goldman introducing this, this censure measure for her peddling of voter fraud conspiracy theories, in my view, this is trying to censure someone because of their stated political beliefs. This is total nonsense. If you don't like Elise Stefanik as a colleague and as a representative, don't vote for her. If you don't live in her district, go to her district and campaign against her. That's the solution in a democratic republic. It's not to go to Congress and try to get publicity for yourself by getting a vote on censure. It's absolutely ludicrous on both sides. In this case, with Dan Goldman. Beam me up. To be continued. Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. Uno. He's your numero uno. The other side of midnight. Local spotlight. I don't know what it is about Melissa DeRosa. I mean, maybe it's not her. Maybe it's me. I might be the only person that really doesn't find what she says interesting. But sure enough, you got to hand it to her. Because Melissa DeRosa, who was, of course, the secretary to the governor, the Andrew Cuomo's uh, right-hand woman, who has not worked in public service for two and a half years now, she still manages to control the news cycle. There were two separate articles about her yesterday, one in Bustle and one in Politico New York. The article in Bustle was all about headline her boss got me tooed. She's still standing by him. And she says she's not done with public service. Well, who cares? If you're not done with public service, do you still need to do all these interviews about how you're not done with public service? If you're interested in running for office, go run for office. See if people vote for you. I don't see what she's contributing at all to the media cycle, to analysis of the political scene. It seems to me every single interview that she's doing is basically some version of woe is us, meaning she and Governor Cuomo. Woe is us. We were so wronged. We were so screwed. We're the victims here. And the article in Politico is all about how her book is being randomly sent to Andrew Cuomo donors, even donors that gave as little as $5. They didn't purchase the book. People are just getting this book sent to their home. Now, I think it's going to be very interesting to see what the source of the book sales is. Is Andrew Cuomo's campaign buying these books? 
to either inflate book sales for her to get her on some sort of bestseller list or something? Or is this uh, the publisher's way of trying to get more publicity for the book? Nothing wrong with either one, necessarily. We've certainly seen both from time to time. But why is she just randomly sending this book to everyone, including people that don't seem to want it? I mean, by now, she's been in the news enough that you'd think people knew she wrote a book, and if they want it, they can go out and buy it. Why do they need it sent to them when they didn't even ask for it? By the way, I guess maybe now I'm regretting not giving any money to Andrew Cuomo after all these years because I would have loved a free book. Beam me up! To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. Become very concerned about the addiction that society seems to have to the smartphone, especially children. It's a problem for everybody, but it's especially bad with young people. That's why I really applaud what they're doing in Linden, New Jersey. At McManus Middle School, they decided to force children to lock their cell phones in pouches. And when administrators at McManus Middle School in Linden first introduced this new cell phone policy last fall, requiring students to do exactly that, some students struggled to part with their devices. The principal told NJ Advance Media, I can remember four or five students in particular that literally broke down crying because they couldn't handle it. The only word I could use is withdrawal. It seemed like it was that emotional. It was tough at first. Well, flash forward a few months and many middle school students in this Union County School District seem to have adjusted to the change. Linden is among a growing number of New Jersey school districts using pouches made by the company Yonder that allow students to lock their cell phones inside and unlock them at the end of the school day. Students in Linden can also opt to leave their phones at home or in their lockers. And uh, if they have their phone out, they confiscate the phones once or twice from students breaking the rules. And this is a big difference when they were comparing that to before the ban, when they were confiscating one or two phones a day before the school district adopted this strict new pouch policy. I think this is great. Policies that require students to lock cell phones in pouches um, are a step in the right direction. A lot of the parents were upset about this movement. A lot of the children who are addicted to their phones are upset about it. I think more school districts need to do this. I didn't have a phone growing up or when I was learning to drive. Now, take a look next time you're a passenger in a car at almost everybody driving. They're all looking at their phones. And we're raising a generation of young people addicted to the smartphone. Is it too much to ask that for the seven or eight hours that you're in school every day that you not have your smartphone i applaud what this school district is doing and i hope more school districts in new jersey and around the country follow their lead beam me up to be continued